this is our recap episode, so everything's going to be new and different, and no one has any idea what's going on except for me, nope. Mitchell. A little terrified. A little, yeah, a little scared. I love chaos. <laughs> We've got a special guest visitor. It's me. It's Jake. It's Jake. <laughs> That's You're talking about me now. <laughs> this is Jake Burley. Hi. Hi, Jake. For the audience who has recently listened to our musical episode, Jake was the main composer and general guiding force behind that entire thing, and we could not have done it without them. So, Ooh. yeah. It was a ton of fun. I'm very glad to have you here. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. That was a super fun project. I'm glad it's out, and hopefully people are enjoying it. I enjoyed it. Oh, I loved it. So that's what matters to me. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're going to do something. I see something on the screen in front of me. It appears to be a game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know any more than that. Hold on. But this is a game that A, looks like it's probably Jeopardy. But B, has the phrase final judgment on it that looks like a button. And I'm worried (laughs) that when I press it, everything will go wrong. Wait, why isn't it final Jeopardy? Why is it final judgment? Final judgment. Final judgment. This is ominous. So it's the sort of uh, Chekhov's big red button from Men in Black, if you will. Sure. See, I, I feel like one of those people, like that Mitch Hedberg joke, where it's like, oh, so you're a comedian. Can you act? But this is like, oh, so you can compose music. Can you be on our weird Jeopardy show? And I don't know if I can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the most obvious part of the rules is that you have one galleon. And the goal of the game is to end with exactly three nuts. You're you're making us do math. Oh, no. So then you get to pick any question that you'd like and you can ask it to someone. Whoever you ask must answer it. So let's say I wanted to get notable NPCs for 30. Uh, I would pay 30 nuts, which, of course, we all know that there are 29 nuts in a sickle. Of course. And I'm like, oh, this is a great question for Allie. I would ask Allie, but I don't have to just ask Allie. You can ask multiple people the same question by paying for it multiple times. Wow. <gasps> Give me an example. <laughs> Let's say that you wanted the Tri-Wizard Tournament for 50 nuts, but the question was so good that you wanted to ask it of all seven people on the call. You could do that. It would just cost seven times 50, also known as 350 nuts, which is more than half of your starting allotment. It should be noted that Mitchell is a math teacher. (laughs) Yeah, not, yeah. (laughs) And the order in which we go in this game is the order in which you send me a direct Zoom message of how many nuts do you start with? It's weird because that was going to be my question. Uh, I already already did that math. (laughs) I did it. All right, so Kevin got in first. Dang it. Mike. Oops. And then Mike. No, Mike said that to everyone. Oh, I did it to the everybody. You just ruined the game. Oh, well, then someone else has just got to read the <laughs> chat now and post. It's a new skill. I, <laughs> I don't know how Zoom chat works. Who uses Zoom chat? I bet on Mike being wrong. I, I, I put a different number. <laughs> I do want to say that I searched on Google one galleon, two nuts, and Google happily did, like just did the okay, conversion. Okay, so known cheater, Mike Turley has <laughs> yeah. uh, admitted yep. it's true. he's a liar. Is it 493? <laughs> it is 493. Yay, I did my math Right. You did that on paper? Yeah. I almost feel like you should go first, but no. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> totally. 
<laughs> I used a calculator. The real goal of this game is to get to know each other and our characters better. <laughs> Are you sure it's not math? It does seem I'm like it's math. I'm sure it's math. <laughs> what you really want to do is spend your money wisely because there's some good juicy questions hidden inside this board and if you spend all your money you'll never know what those are. You should know that if a single player goes into the negatives then the game ends. That player loses and are forever called the Humperdink. <laughs> <laughs> okay now now you've got my attention. Okay yep I do, I do not want to be a Humperdink. No thank you. I do. I didn't pay attention to any of those rules but I do really like the word Humperdink. Yep. I will not warn you if you are about to go into the negatives. It'll just happen. Okay. <laughs> okay. So keep track of my own number yes. the whole time. If you get exactly three nuts, then you win the game. Exactly three. But the game does not end. You can continue to answer questions, but you cannot ask any more questions, and there can be subsequent winners. There is no ranking to the winners. The first person doesn't win more because they got to ask fewer questions, so it's really like a trade-off. The goal is for as many people as possible to become winners with exactly three nuts. So really don't be a humperdink. Don't do that. Don't be a humperdink. That's the real message here. All right, our listeners' brains have been satisfactorily fried. As have ours. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kevin, you're first. We're going first. Okay, so... We got five categories. I'm going to read them aloud before I make my choice. We've got That's reasonable. musical mayhem, mystery history. That includes ads. Try wizard tourney, notable NPCs, and personal questions. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's start off hot. Let's go personal questions for 10 nuts. Personal questions for 10 nuts. If your characters went to a muggle college, what would their major be? What would their dream muggle career be? And this was a question from a fan that we like in our audience. No, as opposed to the fans we don't like. That's correct. (laughs) Rude. We like all our fans. The few that we have. (laughs) Okay, so I have to decide who this goes to? That's right. Who does this question go to? All right. Well, let's go... It's got to be Caleb. I want to hear Caleb's answer. That's me. I'm Caleb. And you know, you don't just have to ask me. You can ask as many people as you would like. Yeah, but I don't want to waste my money early. Then just spending 10 nuts, you would go down to... 483. 16 sickles, 19 nuts. Remember that. And I would say that Caleb would probably not be a math major. I think they would be an archaeology major. Like ancient runes is the start of a lifelong appreciation of just how wonderful the magical history of this world can be. It's a great place to build upon. And their dream muggle career um, would probably be wizard. No, that doesn't exist. For <laughs> well, hold on. Um, no, wizards, muggles can man, dream of Caleb being a wizard. Caleb is real tied in to the whole wizarding community. Maybe it's a drug dealer, though. Uh-oh. Oh, what? All right. Because when you said that you would be an archaeology major, I assumed that the job you would select would be just an Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. And, that makes yep. sense. No, that'd be good. <laughs> Wait, so that one is now crossed out right well here's the thing what if someone else wants to know about someone else's character you can revisit any question but i'm not gonna remember which ones have already been revisited oh i've started a spreadsheet Uh-oh. <laughs> 
Mike, you have too many spreadsheets. I know. Can I say that? My life runs on spreadsheets. It's true. Do you have a spreadsheet for your spreadsheets? I don't, but I should. Not yet. (laughs) All right, Mike, you're up next. Okay, so let's go with Musical Mayhem for 10 nuts. Wow, 10. You're really going small, team. All right. Just to start. Uh, How much rehearsal time went into the musical? How many recording sessions? Now, I will note that you can ask this question to anyone, and they must answer. However, their answers do not need to be correct. <laughs> That's interesting. So, so we could sort of crowdsource this one. So what you're saying is that we could lie. This one does have an objective answer. Right. There's just a truth to this one. <laughs> but do we want to test our memories? Hmm. hmm. I, I guess I would. I could give this to uh, Jake and myself. And Kevin. can I ask myself? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Please do ask yourself. Uh, I'm going to say Jake and Kevin and myself, so I'm going to spend 30 nuts. All right. So I'm trying to remember, the, the first time we started talking about the musical was over a year ago. Yeah, definitely. Like, maybe October of last year? And then we probably met, like, once a month, starting in the new year. So, like, January, February, March, April, May, we met, like, once a month. Yeah, and some of that was, like... To, like, flesh things yeah, out. Yeah, getting the plot down, which went, like, had a lot of different uh, renditions of the plot over time. Uh, and then, like, the actual musical meeting to like work on music that was like a couple sessions yeah and i think just recording sessions was probably at least i mean what eight if not more two in june two in july one in august uh, september and then two october yeah maybe eight eight recording sessions for the seven songs ish yeah wow it feels like half of that but it also feels like 20 times that at the same time somehow (laughs) well because each one of those was like eight hours yeah so it's like (laughs) this is a lot of time yeah and rehearsal time, I mean, strictly speaking, um, in terms of like getting everyone to like rehearse parts separately, we didn't do a lot of that. A lot of what we were doing was writing the songs kind of as we went. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'd have an idea and we'd kind of get people into the booth and get them to like learn the parts. Um, was that maybe the best or most organized way to do this? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but that is how we did it. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I will say we learned a lot by doing oh, yeah. that of like how not to put a musical episode together. <laughs> right. But I, I also like I now have skills with how do you use the DAW Reaper to like edit stuff with a tempo and like do s- s- musical related effects and such. Like I now I want to make a bunch more music. I have, I don't know. I, I may not be using the right tools and I may just be kind of winging it, but I can now do something that results in songs that are going to be on Spotify soon. And it's really exciting to me. I'm not sure what else to add to this. I did ask myself for some reason, but um, it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot. I think that's my answer is a lot yeah i'd say if you're looking for an hour's estimate just on recording and like rehearsal i'd say you're looking at at least in the ballpark of 80 hours yeah yeah i was gonna say 100 yeah Yeah. and maybe double that for editing yeah oh yeah let's not talk about the last two months leading up to that episode release (laughs) of just die it took me like a a week and a half just to figure out how to make a guitar sound real (laughs) anyway somehow i want to do it again but yeah i'm so glad with how it came out oh man we could we gotta move on. I could talk about the musical episode all day. Who's up next? Uh, it would be Allie who's up next. I'm up next. Okay, I'm gonna spend more than ten canuts. Okay, <gasps> <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, notable NPCs for forty canuts. <sighs> Notable NPCs for 40 canuts. You'll notice that the questions that I didn't want to answer as badly are down here in the more expensive section. Oh. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, no. no. Which romantic relationship is the cutest or the cringiest? Ooh. 
boy. Hmm. For 40, who would you like to ask this question? Now, is this an anonymous uh, listener question or is this a Mitchell original? You'll never know. <laughs> um, mm. I think I'm going to ask Elliot. Yeah, I thought this question was going to come to me. Um, the cutest, I definitely think Fryan Francis is pretty cute. Yeah. Easy answer. <laughs> right. For cringiest, um, I mean, Leo and Sophie is pretty Ooh. cringe. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think there were some other cringes in the past, like Caleb and the other werewolf where they like started going, but then Caleb like didn't know that it was a date. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and then they started dating somebody else too. Ooh. Yeah. That was a little cringe. I mean, this is high school, so I think it's kind of supposed to be cringe. Some of the cringe is sure. cute. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I really wanted Dana and Dakota to get together, but I guess that was just a fling. But I was shipping them. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Next up is Jake. All right, let's see that game board, uh, Alex. <laughs> let's do mystery history for thirty nuts. Ooh, mystery history! The famous mid-episode break. <laughs> Which was better, wizard ads or wizard history for thirty? Ooh, okay. All right, I'm going to ask this of Mitchell and Charlie. Mm. Okay, well, Charlie, why don't you take this one first? Sure. Um, I don't know if I had a preference. They were both fun in their own ways. I like how Mystery Hour kind of like has this hidden dark side to it. <laughs> and then... The wizard ads also had sometimes a hidden dark side to yeah, it. Yeah, we really leaned yeah, into the absurd, like, ongoing story behind them. You remember the dark marker? I remember the dark marker. Yeah. So I guess I liked both of them. Did we ever do Blood Buddy? No. Did that ever no. no. We do have to do Blood Buddy. We're do not, not doing Blood Buddy. Yeah, to go behind the bit for a minute, we have this big Google Doc where we have all these ideas for these ads and stuff, and someone just typed Blood Buddy. All right. Someone else has to ask Mike this question. No, no. I'm answering it now, and the answer is <laughs> Mystery History Hour is worse because I have to talk in the beginning and <laughs> end of all of it. There's no way to skip out of that one. You gotta be there. Yeah, we did just kind of decide that's your job. <laughs> well, we'll have a new thing next season. <laughs> all right, and the next is Elliot. Alrighty, I'm gonna pick the last remaining category just so we get a sampling. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Can I have Triwizard Tournament for 20, please, Alex? Uh, you know, it's kind of like a grab bag here in the Triwizard Tournament. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> this is a 20-point question in the Triwizard Tournament, and you can ask this question to as many people as you would like. Besides for your own team, which team was your favorite? Uh, I am going to give this question to Allie and Kevin. Well, I've invented them. Uh, <laughs> you can still have a favorite child. That's true. You, you can, can have a favorite child. Oh. Yeah, but I think it can't be the investigators because Aww. you were actually on that one, Kevin. I oh, was. But, that's but true. mine can. Yeah, yours can, for sure. Because okay. that's what mine is. My, my favorite is the investigators. I loved them. They're great. I love that, like, we didn't really know anything about them until that uh, spinoff episode, and, like, DMing that with all of you guys was really fun. So, yeah. I really liked all of them. So, here's what I'll say. I really like the Bobaton team that was just like an Instagram team. Like the and I know girl. none of you, yes, TikTok girl. I know none of you lashed onto that joke like at all. <laughs> But I thought I there was a to. deep well of comedy there <laughs> that went untapped. And we're going to revisit those characters because, damn it, I want it. <laughs> 
All right. Well, it's Charlie up next. Charlie, what category would you like? Um, let's do notable NPCs for fifty nuts. Notable NPCs for fifty nuts. Who is the secret villain of the entire show? Possibly so <laughs> secret that even Kevin doesn't know. This is a good one. You can ask Kevin. You can ask anybody. It seems like Kevin doesn't know, though. Obviously, Jake knows and Kevin knows and <laughs> Elliot. Great. Hold on. <laughs> so I'm choosing you three. All right. Jake, Kevin, and <laughs> I- Elliot. That's a, a pricey, pricey package that you've picked there. Yeah. How much was that one? 50? 50 each. Okay. Jake, Elliot, and Kevin. All right. I'll I'll tackle this one first. So I've always harbored the the deep-seated dream that like the McGurkin Scuffin family as a whole could like be some kind of mafia entity. <laughs> and, the, and I've kind of been waiting for that to take a turn. You know, <laughs> they just seem to be everywhere. There's so many of them. So I think that's the secret villain that no one's talking about on this show. I could see that. I could totally see that i think that the secret villain of the entire show including next season and beyond is felicity francilopoulos <gasps> fifth of her name princess of Frankenstein. how dare you of butterflies <laughs> we were in love and then you broke her heart and she's gonna get revenge with her entire navy dang no she won't <laughs> so kevin who's the real villain of this series the secret villain all right so here's the deal um, I was thinking about how to answer this question as everyone else was answering, and I realized that, well, I can't actually tell you the answer, or can I, but in a way that will make you not realize that's what I'm talking about. Or is me saying that, in fact, a red herring and going to trick all of you later? So I'll give you two possible answers, neither of which are the right ones. Wink. Um, None of that was meaningful in any way. <laughs> one of my answers is the old man in the shack. Mm. Oh. My pen pal? Correct. Yeah. So he's obviously <laughs> extremely evil. Nah, Gonna we're friends. destroy society as a whole. And then my second answer is Hermione Granger. Whoa. Whoa. Obviously. So it can't be either of those. Well, with the first round over, the biggest spender was Charlotte, who now only has 12 sickles and five nuts remaining. Obviously, I said woo. Woo, yes. (laughs) We also had Kevin spend the minimum amount of 10, meaning that Kevin still has 16 sickles and 19 nuts. Let's see what he does next. Okay, so I'm going to go as hard as possible the other direction. Let's go 50 nuts, and I want everyone to answer. Whoa. You don't even know what the question is. You don't even know what the question is. I want musical mayhem. Musical mayhem for 50 nuts. Remember, these are the questions that maybe no one wants to answer at all, but let's see it. Oh, it's a good one. Musical mayhem for 50. Mm. If you had time, what is one more song that you would have added to Uh, the musical? I know this one. Uh, Okay, so I actually do do think everyone should answer this question. I want everyone to answer this question. So I'm going to spend 350 canuts. Wow. So you want to answer it as well. I'm going to answer it as well. And I'm actually going to answer first. And my answer is... I really wanted to just do a song where it was Hunter McGurk and stuff in. Dang it! And he was yeah. just singing the song from Frozen. Ah, <laughs> but like, that was going to be my answer. Which song? Let it go? Wait, yes, hold on. Yes, let it go. I, 
All right, I'll wait for my turn. No, that's it. That's my whole joke. All right, who's next, Kevin? So uh, let's say next is Mike. So I'm glad that you said Hunter McGurk and Stephens because I was also thinking about Hunter McGurk and Stephens, but I wanted him to sing a genuine heartfelt song like our solo laments in the musical, but not because of, he's magically compelled to do so. He just like everyone else is singing and he thought, oh, that's fun. Let me do that too. And it was revealed <laughs> that like he would just continue doing it after the magic was dispelled and we're like, wait, why aren't we singing anymore? Oh, that absolutely happened off screen yeah <laughs> i'm just sad that we didn't get to actually make it a reality in the episode oh man if we have time what we need to do is do like a buffy musical anyone who liked that show probably remembers in season seven they toss in a musical number that they didn't put in the musical and that could be mcgurk and stefan's comeback you know a season <laughs> later true. we flash back it's true to that moment <laughs> <laughs> maybe the first day back at school he just comes in singing and like oh wait we're not doing it anymore oh Oh, okay. So what I will say is that I ha- I'm guessing that a lot of your answers are going to be, oh, hey, what about this NPC? Which was turning into, as we were trying to come up with songs for the musical, hey, how else can we make Kevin sing? Yes. And I was vehemently <laughs> opposed to this. That is most of the motivation behind my desire to have Hunter do anything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Allie, you want to go next? Uh, yeah. I mean, I was going to say Hunter as well, but I was sitting here thinking about it. And I actually think what would have been cool is if we had giant Taylor Swift sing a song. Oh. Oh, wow. Oh, man. That's a brilliant idea. But that never could have worked, right? Because like, well, so to peel back the onion a little bit, right? And I think Jake (laughs) mentioned this earlier on is like, the mention of scripting. So like yeah. the musical, we did, I mean, we were pressing some buttons. Like we were script, we scripted some of it. It would have been impossible for us not to have at least like the story bits of what that episode was going to be. Yeah. We didn't know about giant Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, that's, exa- that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, we did have some improv, like def- definitely all the scenes between the songs were improv with notes, except for pretty much like, but once you guys got to prom, then I was like, Hey guys, it's a wizard episode now. Also, this isn't going to have a dumb, fun, fun joke, joke ending and is going to lead us directly into the end of the show. Yeah. Nobody knew about giant Taylor Swift. so Except Taylor Swift, as we found out. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. My God. We, we need to talk we about this. We to talk about this. The very day that our musical episode was released, there was also a release from Taylor Swift. Where, where she al- talks about being a kaiju. It's called Antihero. The album art of it is literally a giant Taylor Swift, like, leaning over a house and messing with some people. Like, <laughs> yep. it's insane. Also, there's a lyric in one of her new songs that's just like I feel like everybody is a sexy baby and I'm the monster on the hill yeah wow so anyway we spoke that into existence <laughs> right <laughs> all right who's answering the new song for the musical question next let's do Jake oh uh, this is easy for me so had time allowed I would have loved like a full-on overture for the musical that was just not gonna be feasible I think the way that we wanted maybe to do it um but that would have been really cool like something that incorporated like all the musical elements and stuff uh frankly like composing all of this from scratch on like composition software was a massive undertaking i don't think i realized how massive an undertaking it would be and like me and kevin ended up working a lot on the seven songs that we ended up coming up with and mike was kind of our like putting them together
together and post Guru, although we had a hand in, in some of that as well. And yeah, I just like the number of hours spent composing stuff into a notation software, because obviously we weren't going to like try to perform a bunch of orchestrated <laughs> instruments <laughs> was pretty crazy. So uh, that one fell by the wayside a bit. But uh, yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's a crazy amount of effort. Like I, I when we had a, like a few weeks left, I was like, maybe I'll learn how to do this and, and try to help you guys. I was like, oh, no, no, I need three months to learn this. It's, it's not gonna, I'm not going to learn this in time. But in the realm of what would you have added, it would have been an overture. Yeah. Yeah. And instead we had my my little my little baby overture. I like that, that like too. Long, <laughs> and it was just kind of cute. It was great. <laughs> but yeah. So who's next to answer this question? I think it's Elliot. Yes. So I think that it would have been fun to do a song with Skylar's Owl <laughs> that was also a duet with the Chocolate Bar. <laughs> <laughs> chocolate Bar, by the way, actual villain. They're running amok in the Forbidden Forest. What are they up to? What secrets would they reveal about their life or their past deeds or something like that? Oh, man. I feel like that story as a musical needs to be the ad break of next season. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. That's so much. That's so much. We can't. That actually is very good. <laughs> like 30 seconds of it. Five minute songs each episode in like a 14 episode season is. Not songs. We could do it as like a radio drama. Sure. That's mm. fair. The Adventures of Skylar's that's Owl. Right. Oh, yeah. man. That does sound delightful. The Adventures of Skylar's Owl. Oh, man. I am now brainstorming ways to like do this as like a series of episode <laughs> epilogues. <laughs> if you want to produce music for the show, Jake, by all means, we'll put it in the show. <laughs> it's going to be really weird and bad, though. Like, unintentionally. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do. That's going to be the theme of that musical. It's going to be really weird. <laughs> Hilarious. Because <laughs> you know what's really funny is bad audio. You know, I really just... <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, Mitchell, you want to go? Yeah. If I could have added one more song it it would have been like a group song for sure where we all the main characters were singing but i also would have loved to have it with live orchestration specifically why can't we be renegades Uh, why can't we be reunion (laughs) (laughs) i mean this was that's this project was the closest thing we'll ever probably ever get to doing so I, i feel like we should tell the listener who's not familiar why can't we be renegades was the name of the band that most of us were in i don't think we ever played a single show where that was the name of the band. We played one. The band was called Non-Zero Chance. That's where you can find our SoundCloud if you really want to. <laughs> well, first it was called Why Can't We Be Renegades and then it was called Spoonful of Sugar and then it was called Non-Zero Chance. And yeah, we do have a SoundCloud that I'm embarrassed about but also proud of. I don't know. I think it's fine. I have the poster framed on my wall. Ah, that's cute. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm. I like that. It is. But yeah, so this was our reunion project. Yeah, this was literally kind of getting the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> I also really liked Why Can't We Be Reunion, Mitchell. I that, I like that. Why can't we be reunion? Is very strong. I mean, the joke is very reusable. Actually, it's got a lot of potential. A lot of legs on that joke. Mm, a lot of legs on that food. <laughs> oh. Who's up? Is it Charlie? Yeah, I thought of mine. Similar to yours, Mitchell. I would have liked one of the songs to have been played with a live ukulele, since that was the magical ukulele of the whole book. Yeah, it's funny you say that. One of my regrets in the musical episode is not having more ukulele. As it turns out, guitar-like instruments are a massive pain to make sound good via MIDI, as we learned. (laughs) It's true. And so, yeah, I was like, ah, I don't know how to integrate. 
celebrate this, but I was bummed out that I couldn't get like legit ukulele in there. Yeah, it's a really analog sound. Yeah. All right. And with that, we move on to Mike's turn. Mike begins the round with 15 sickles and 28 knuts. All right. Try wizard tourney for 30 nuts. The question is, which tournament event was your favorite? Oh, man. This is a good question. I'm going to answer it myself. You know what? I think I might make this one something everyone has to answer too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. All right. So everybody has to answer. And the first person who's going to answer this question is Allie. I I really liked the first task. Um, I thought the whole Hunger Games thing was really cool. And the fact that we were just like throwing paint at everyone was also nice. Uh, also, the twist at the end where like uh, Alan betrayed the Huffle Boys was just very good. The energy in the podcast was weird at the end of that, I will <laughs> oh say. Oh my God. None we of us expected so No one was expecting that. Everyone in real life was upset for the Hufflepuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jake, Jake, you don't have to have a favorite event, but Mike did ask you, so you must answer. <laughs> you can lie. Uh, does it have to be my favorite event from the podcast, Triwizard Tournament? Uh, the, the words are, which tournament event was your favorite yeah Yeah, like i like the super bowl i love curling (laughs) curling is honestly like i don't watch the olympics except to watch curling (laughs) all right well that takes us over to elliot favorite tournament event uh, I'm also going to say that the first event was my favorite. I think that I was really a fan of the sort of like capture the flag and manhunt that I used to play as a kid in the woods. So that was kind of a fun return to nostalgia there with paintball mixed in. The uh, the next person to answer this is Charlie. What was your favorite tournament event? I enjoyed the second one. Nice. <laughs> yes. Great answer. Thank you. Can you go into a little more detail? <laughs> Sure. I like puzzles. Great and, answer. And your body score didn't necessarily have to be good in that one. And Skylar's was bad. You know, I'm going to go next. And I was going to say the same one, but because my body score was so good. And then I just did the whole Ninja Warrior. Yeah, you did. But I, I did like the first one. And I also enjoyed the giant kaiju battle because it was just so wizarding school oriented. You know, they're like, and the third task is fighting giant Taylor Swift. And I was like, yeah, I believe that. This was part of the plan. <laughs> it's a yeah. deep fiction that we weave. Uh, Kevin, you are second to last. I mean, I, I like the Hunger Games because I thought that was a dumb joke and I liked how dumb it was. <laughs> and also there was a lot of stuff in there that we didn't get to do that I was very excited about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. No one ended up in the lake. There was no, I assumed there would be a significantly larger amount of water-based content in that one. And there was none. Oh man, missed opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and Mike, we've saved the best for last you asked yourself your answer better be good. I sure did. Um, I have two answers here. The The one that had the most potential, I think, was the body swapping because I think that that is a crazy thing that has a lot of comedic potential. It was kind of tricky, but I think we made something awesome with it anyway. But I think that the reality of how it went, the Hunger Games one was my favorite. Well, it's been a long question and a good <laughs> question. Now we move to Allie's turn. Okay. I think I'm going to ask notable NPCs. PCs for 20 Canucks. 
Which house has the best NPCs? <laughs> hmm. uh, okay, I think I'm going to ask Charlie and Elliot. All right, in that order. Charlie, which house has the best NPCs? Okay, I'm going through my notes and I'm looking at each house. Got the Gryffindors. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately disqualified. Ravenclaws. Maybe. I mean. That's us. We we have the wings. <laughs> okay. And then let's look at Slytherins. I mean, Felicity's pretty dope. You broke up with her. I'm pretty sure she's I the secret villain of the I still love her. God. <laughs> Hufflepuffs. I think I'm going to go with the Ravenclaws. That's us. It's like it was really hard to I'm, see. No, I'm looking at the NPCs. I liked Emmanuel. He was a really nice prefect. And then I like Leo's sister and her best friend. I thought they were really nice. Like older siblings that were watching out for us. I like Dakota. Oh, and Sarah. Sarah's cool too. Most of the Ravenclaw NPCs just see us coming in a room and they're like, oh, those are the main characters. I'm going to leave the room now. <laughs> they eat a lot of popcorn. It's true. <laughs> that brings us to the second person, Elliot. Okay. Which house has the best NPCs? Slytherin, because they have Vicky and Francis. So they're pretty solid. McGurgan Stuffins was a notable mention, but he can't pull it for his whole house. There is Bobby Bobby. This is, okay, he this can't is, read. This is an important point, because in my mind, the funniest character on this whole stupid show is Bobby Bobby. <laughs> and I think he's not talking about enough. He's learning to read. He's doing his best. He's on Hooked on Phonics now. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, now that he has the internet. Yeah, that's true. I liked earlier in the season where we made that joke that like Bobby Bobby's mom also has the same first and last name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but neither of them are Bobby. Like Brenda Brenda or something. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Moving right along to Jake, our guest who is here to listen to us make all these jokes about people that you may have heard their names. You know, I, I actually, <laughs> I listen to a lot of episodes of the podcast. I, I can't say I am always 100% up to date on stuff, but especially actually this season. Weirdly, this is the season I feel like I should have been paying most attention to. To, but had the least amount of time to pay attention to. It's almost like you were busy or something. I was doing other things with you guys. Yeah. All right. I noticed that you don't have potent potables as a category. Yeah. So he just says, suck it, Trebek. I think I'm going to go with uh, personal questions for 40 nuts. All right. Tell us about your pets. No question, just a command. All right. I'm going to ask this. I'm going to, I'm going to pick one from each household so i want to hear about charlie's pets i want to hear about mike's pets sorry Allie. <laughs> yeah they're mine <laughs> i want to hear uh from elliot kevin and I'll, I'll tell you guys about my pets all right starting with charlie okay i have a cat and I'd like to start by saying that I grew up in a family of eight and all of our pets each had their own different eight pet names. So Kat has a second name, which is Mitchell's name for them. Uh, what do you call her? Jasmine. Jasmine. Her real name is Jasmine. That's not, why do you say real? Uh -oh. Both names are valid. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, wait, you didn't say yet that the name, the, the name you actually call the cat. It's cat. It's cat. So growing up, your cat had eight names. Like everyone just called the cat something different. I had a rabbit and the rabbit had eight different names. Yes. Huh. And I thought this was normal. Wild. Anyway. <laughs> That's an appropriate response, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best cat ever. She's 
learning tricks. She shakes her paw and then she jumps through a hoop I make with my arms and she's learning the jump command and she's the cutest cat in the world. She's my familiar. That's adorable. I love that. Who's next on the list? Elliot, you want to go? Sure. I have a mutt Lego who is a sort of golden husky looking. He's about 90 pounds um, and he is my service dog for autism and CPTSD. And he's adorable. He is adorable and probably sitting right underneath my chair even though he does not fit underneath my chair because <laughs> he is very big. He's a big boy. He is. <laughs> he is. He is one chill bro, but he's good at his job. So. All right, Mike, you're up next. Sure. Uh, so we have a big boy as well. His name is Gizmo, named after the character from Gremlins. And he's a German short-haired pointer poodle who, if I extend his legs all the way up and just like hold his paws to dance, he's as tall as I am. So yeah, he takes up <laughs> most of the couch when he gets there first. He's a big, he's a big lump. He's delightful. I think it's funny that he's like half the weight of Lego, but taller. Yeah, no, he's all legs. He's just a leggy boy. I think he heard me and he's looking at me like, you talking about me? Anyway. All right, your turn, Kevin. All right, I'd like to take my turn to provide a quick PSA. As middle of the road millennials, um, it's important to recognize that what we are doing right now is that thing that our parents did where they talked about their kids because we <laughs> are all don't have children because we're millennials. And so uh, no one no one likes to listen to it, but we all like talking to, about them. So allow me to continue. I have two. <laughs> one of them is named Chewbacca. We call him Chewy. I would describe him as, you know, Grumpy Cat? You guys know Grumpy Cat. My dog is Grumpy Cat the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Grumpy Cat dog edition. Yeah. I have a second dog. His name is Zuko, like the character from Avatar The Last Airbender. I would describe him by comparing him to my grumpy dog, Chewy, when I feed them every morning. It's a process. You see, they both know they're going to eat. So Chewy just walks straight to his bowl and sits down and stares at the bowl until there's food in it. And Zuko knows that I'm going to take the food from the container and walk it across the living room. But he still follows me. He follows me to the container of the food. He watches me pull it out. He stares at it as it's moving towards his bowl. And then he sprints over to his bowl once it's in there. So he's not like the smartest dog, but he's fun. (laughs) He's a good boy. Also, he constantly licks everyone's faces all the time. Yes, that dog can't hold his liquor. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Kevin, I liked your uh, dogs and I liked your analysis on millennials' relationship to their pets. <laughs> this is my thesis. Not having children. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I, I will be quick. I have two pets. I have two cats. Uh, one of them is named Alethea and one of them is named Noctua. And we joke that Alethea has a heart of gold and Noctua probably doesn't have a heart. One of them is just <laughs> a terror. <laughs> I'd like to have a dog. I'll, a lot of you guys have dogs. I am in an ongoing argument with my partner about what kind of dog to have because I want a smart animal companion who I can like mm-hmm. send on journeys and stuff. And I'm told repeatedly that that's a terrible idea and that that dog will be a bane on my existence. That's correct. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll, we'll see how that ends up going. Check back in with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Elliot, the next question is yours. Can I have mystery history for 40? Is there a mystery history hour that you haven't done, but you want to? Hopefully, like, maybe one that we'll have to record after this. Do we have to record one tonight? <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, God. I'm going to pass this question to Allie. Oh, I was hoping you weren't going to choose me. <laughs> Good. I'm um, glad that I could read your mind like that. Uh, 
I think we should interview Voldemort. <laughs> I yeah, think, I think right. that's what we're going to do. Yep. Starting over in our third round, it's Kevin again. Now, Kevin, you went from having the highest total to having the lowest total with just four sickles and 17 nuts remaining. I have math of that already. I'll need two more <laughs> questions to win. Yeah, let's take, um, have we done Triwizard Tourney for 40? Let's find out. The Triwizard Tournament for 40 is... Which tournament event was the most stressful? All right, I'm going to go with Mike and Charlotte and Elliot. That was a calculated move. <laughs> Math. So I do think that I have to say the body swap was the most stressful, at least as a player, because I don't think I was very good at it. And I was very disappointed in myself because it was a really cool idea. I was not able to kind of keep it in my head straight, like which body I was supposed to be occupying and which behavior I should be doing. And I always wanted to slip into Leo at all times because Leo is me and I am Leo. It was an interesting kind of stress, though, because I do think that it like did still play out in an interesting way. But I was constantly worried that I was going to like make it not good. So that was stressful for me. Charlotte? Um, I think I have the same answer. However, no one knows this, but <laughs> Mitchell was secretly telling me who to switch with who because I was supposed to be Caleb and doing actions Caleb would take. So Mitchell was just like, this is who I would switch with who. And I just was like, yep, you are the mathematician. I will trust you. <laughs> The most stressful tournament, I think, was also the second task for me. And it wasn't necessarily the body switching. It was just the fact that we had so many puzzles to solve and we were on the clock. It made me really nervous. Like, we had to, like, run through every puzzle and solve them quickly because Kevin was literally timing us. So I thought that was pretty stressful. I, I enjoyed the body swap. That was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It was, like, my favorite thing and, and a stressful thing. Kevin, don't listen to Mike. It sounds like you really stressed everyone out with this. <laughs> <laughs> Feedback, all, right. All, right. <laughs> all right, I've got some exciting news. This is the first round of the game where a player can win. And Mike, will it be you? Mm, well, he's like, I could win. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> I just need to do a 50 point question for five people. Oh, yeah. Hmm. There's two that we haven't done yet. Don't tell him that. He's not paying attention. <laughs> I am paying attention. <laughs> Enough. Mostly. Um, how about Mystery History for 50? Mystery History for 50. How do you come up with ideas <laughs> for Mystery <laughs> History Hour? This is the question that no one wants to answer, and you can ask it to five people that if is you correct. would like. Oh, this is a <laughs> oh great question. It leaves so much room for making things up. <laughs> I'm going to ask this of everybody but me and Jake. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Jake should answer the question. Absolutely. Because it'll probably be about I nominate Jake right. instead of myself. Actually, all right, I changed my mind. It's going to be everybody but uh, me and Kevin. All right, so what's the order on that there, Mike? Uh, how about you go first, Mitchell? Uh, <laughs> that's even cruel. Okay, well, going first, I'm going to have to say that the way I come up with ideas for Mystery History Hour is I walk outside and stare into oblivion, just looking into the void. And that's how I learn about wizard history. That's where it all comes from. Man, I wish that worked for real history class. All right, Mike, who's next? 
Let's see. Let's see, Allie. All right. So what I like to do is scroll through a bunch of Harry Potter fan websites, and I just keep scrolling through them and clicking to like go to different pages until I find the name of someone who I don't know, and then I suggest we do a mystery history about them. It it all goes off the rails from that immediately. It's not like we're following wiki pages. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. See what you did is you actually answered the question. <laughs> All right, who's next? Let's say, let's just throw Jake in the middle here. Jake, go go wow. for it. All right, so I've got a lot of ideas here. So I <laughs> research, I, I've got to pick a few different jokes to make. So I tirelessly <laughs> research Harry Potter in order to come up with these really insightful mystery history hours. I, I go through old notes of the Rowling, and I, I dig out characters that haven't even been mentioned in the stories. I spend just inordinate amounts of time coming to come up with ideas. And yet I haven't seen any appear on the show. I keep emailing them to <laughs> wizardmystery at kevin.com. <laughs> and no one I, I wanted to talk to you guys about this actually I'm, I've been really is it like a personal oh, thing is oh, it what, what's should, going on it should be wizardmystery at kevin.biz I'm so sorry it's kevin.biz I couldn't biz. get dot com I couldn't get dot com it was already taken by Kevin McAllister oh. <laughs> alright I'll 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 try next week I'll, I'll see what we can come up with I'll, I'll I'll meet with the other Kevins and we'll see what we can yeah, do yeah just convene the, the Kevins I'm not using dot the biz, council of so. Kevin Summit of the Kevin. <laughs> you better get this sorted out on your end, because. <laughs> uh, who have I not asked? Elliot? So for Mystery History Hour, what happened was at the beginning of the season, I decided to cut out my left eyeball and sacrifice it to the Tree of Knowledge. Um, however, it was eaten by a raven. So the three-eyed raven then came and sit on my shoulder. And then it just speaks ideas for Mystery History Hour uh, into my head directly telepathically. And that's how they come up. It's very good. God. I think you broke Kevin. Legitimately horrifying. Guys, <laughs> it's way more creative i just use my imagination it gets terrible results i just have no depth perception <laughs> oh that explains the eye patch <laughs> oh i'm not looking at any of your pictures elliot are you wearing an eye patch no <laughs> but i could be all right charlotte how do you come up with ideas for mr history hour i have a lot of books i just look at my books for inspiration Books. That is actually the correct answer. Books. That's true. Such a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that brings me to three points, three canuts. That's correct. You are our first winner. Well done. So you've done it in the minimum number of moves, which is impossible from Allie's total of 14 sickles and seven canuts. I'm just here to have a good time. <laughs> I agree. I misunderstood that we were competing. <laughs> so what would you like to explore next? Um, I would like to look at musical mayhem for 40 nuts. What are the musical inspirations of the songs? Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, I kind of want everyone to answer this. Wait, will that turn you into the, the Humperdinck? The Humperdinck. No, it won't. <laughs> I think I want everyone to answer it but me. <laughs> All right, who's going first, Allie? I think Mike is going to go first. What are the musical inspirations of the songs? So I'm, are we specifically talking about like our solo song in this one? Uh, yeah. 
I think so. Um, okay, so for Leo's song, Comic Relief, I was just listening to like a bunch of 80s power ballads. Lost in the Woods from Frozen, weirdly, was one of the big references. Uh, yeah, I mean, 80s power ballads in general and just, just the general idea, like it, it made me very happy to think about Leo lamenting the idea that he's a comic relief and doing it in a very silly, over-the-top way. And just everything just kind of came from that. And I do, I do want to give credit to Kevin for helping me compose the like ridiculous queen self-harmony stuff in that song. Who's next, Allie? Charlie. I wanted to sing about Skylar's conflict with their power and how they were just going to be there for Alan no matter what. Musically, nothing. I just let I just let Jake handle it. <laughs> Here's some ideas, Jake. Now do it. Make song now, please. I actually remember that that song came out of we had like one main session where like we came up with the musical ideas. Not all of them ended up being born out in the musical. But I remember actually, uh, Charlotte, your song was literally just like a few like chords, uh, just like the opening chords of that song that I played on the piano, and I was just like, oh, that worked, and just went with that like that. That continued to be just the line of that song for the rest of the writing of it. I think it's one of the few songs that I can say that about. (laughs) Nice. Who next? I think Mitchell is next. Well, my musical inspirations are definitely the Beatles. Nice. If only they could be like a screamo band that was werewolves and also the Beatles. That would probably be the best. Screamo, werewolf, Beatles. So this is this goes back to God, I don't know, thirteen years ago when when Mitchell and I were roommates and we were just like talking about like, oh, what if we had a band? And immediately Mitchell was just like, oh, let's do a screamo Beatles band, and that's been the joke forever that what we were trying to do was eventually lead up towards a screamo beatles band and we've made a concrete step in that direction now <laughs> now i need to experience screamo beatles you could call it the cicadas i kind of like that the cicadas name is pretty lot. good that's actually that actually, took me a second that's very good come on kevin now we've got a name for the band the oh and that was always the hardest part for us wasn't it the cicadas is so this is so good <laughs> Screamo Beatles. All right, Elliot, you go next. So I didn't have too much of a hand in the composition of the music, but I really wanted some vibes like How Far I'll Go from Moana, and I really wanted Hamilton because I love that as well. And I feel like those are really difficult songs to replicate, and Jake did uh, their absolute best to do that um, and bring some of those themes in without actually having to match the genius of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah, I actually remember in one of the early proto versions of this musical we thought there was actually gonna be a lot more like Hamilton-esque rapping and like it ended up like not working with the plot there's a lot of ideas that we had at first that like ended up getting dropped and plot points that ended up getting dropped and so other like song ideas didn't make sense yeah but Alan's song feels very Disney Disney Prince so that was definitely the hope for that song the vibe yeah (laughs) yeah I do want to compliment Jake on the ability to produce a Disney Prince song it was very good (laughs) Correct. Yes. It's amazing. I do want to keep listening to it. The songs are now available on Spotify. Go find them. Thanks, Mike. If you search for Why Can't We Be Wizards on Spotify, you probably will get music results and podcast results now, which is weird, but you'll find it. Okay. Jake. 
Yeah, so I did really try to do like a Disney vibe for Alan's song. Uh, Alan Menken is like what I want all my music to sound like, who did like all the composition for like the Disney movies that were part of uh, probably all of our childhoods. He was the former Lin-Manuel Miranda of Disney. But no, like a lot of the songs just came out of like people's ideas. Kevin had the really like nice idea to try to do a bunch of different musical styles, uh, which I thought was really cool um i thought it like added a lot of variety to the musical so that was neat um and then like getting people to do songs like that so like mike had like the 80s power ballad and like obviously freya's song is like this very like not quite phantom of the opera lament and we had like the rock song from mitchell so i thought it was cool that we got to do so many different styles and it definitely for me writing it was a lot of fun although at times very challenging to do that (laughs) but it was it was really cool it was a really cool way to like do the musical I'm glad we did it that way. I think my favorite moment, if I can take credit for something real quick, is that we were trying to think of ideas for I read about that. And I just like off the top of my head was like, I read about that. And then Jake yeah. just kept turning, turning from the piano to me and pointing at me and saying, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I, I hope that the creators of this gaming system get to hear that song and like know that there's like this weird song <laughs> about a role in their system. Like I want to talk to them and be like, so did you see that coming when you came up with this system? Like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, not to take credit for anything else in that song, because that's all I contributed to that song, aside from singing. Yeah. Kevin did most of the uh, instrumentation on that, which I thought came out really good. I did. I went for, what if it was in Rent? Yeah. <laughs> Put it in the key of Rent. <laughs> See what that does for the song. That being said, Kevin? Yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of other stuff to add on top of what everybody else mentioned. I know that like the whole, well, so I came to everybody because I was like, I, we had done, you know, we had done a couple of like musical moments in previous seasons we did the whole thing uh with the ipod in season one and we tried to do i think we had like one or two other times where we kind of did a little bit of that but we never like really did a bunch of work on music before it was more like hey yeah let's record like a four-part harmony for 15 or 20 seconds and call it a day and i've always just been super interested in the idea of doing a musical and i came to everybody and my idea immediately was like guys what if we did a musical and they were like uh i don't know kevin that sounds like a lot of work and then i was like no 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 it'll be great and also <laughs> we'll just do the thing buffy the vampire slayer did so we've already got a plot and it'll be fine and it won't be about the story at all it's it'll be i had all these things that i was just kind of like yelling at everyone that like <laughs> let's do this thing and i'm very glad that everybody wasn't just like shut up kevin go away because i had uh, an enormously fun time putting all of this together and i think i think it was just like it was really really uh, a great time so i just wanted to mention that yeah i had a great time doing it too i never thought we weren't going to do it or thought shut up Kevin but I I was always like this is going to be a lot the whole time it was just this is going to be a lot of work oh god we were pretty far into the process before we were like oh maybe we this actually could happen and I think it wasn't until like we had already recorded a whole song and started to put it together where we were like oh wait maybe this will work there were definitely moments over the summer where I was like uh oh I think we've messed up and not given ourselves (laughs) enough time to do this yes (laughs) It took way longer than we expected. I do think I actually do want to answer this question. Like everyone talked about their song. I think one of the things I really liked when we were talking about Freya's song initially was kind of a parallel to like Jack's Lament in 
in in Nightmare Before Christmas and how we kind of want it to have a similar kind of feel or just like the same kind of feel that like a lament should have. But I think when we first started talking about it, we were thinking more of like a Broadway show tune kind of thing. That was the first idea. And then yeah. that changed very quickly. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think it turned out really good. That's, uh, that was going to be my next question. Did you like how it turned out? <laughs> oh, I absolutely love that song. I loved singing it. I love it. <laughs> All right. And Jake, it's your turn. All right. Let's see. Did we do 30 personal questions? Where does your inspiration for this game come from? Awesome. This is great. Uh, so I definitely want to ask Kevin. I want to ask Mitchell. Mike, I know your inspiration from your character comes from you. So I'm going to I'm gonna ask yeah. Allie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask those three people. Okay. That will not make a humperdink of you. Hooray. <laughs> Kevin? Um, so it's interesting because like this show has gotten significantly like comically off the rails almost immediately from what I was kind of trying to go for at the beginning, which was like my my idea for this show was two things. One, it was like, how I want to do a Harry Potter, but like, what if it was this sort of eldritch horror Stranger Things thing? And I wanted to mix that with a comic series that I actually like super interested in that Marvel did a really bad job of making a TV show of, which is called Runaways, which is basically it's about all these teenagers who their parents are actually evil the whole time and they have to deal with the fact that like they're realizing this and that it kind of like breaks them down and they have to like decide what they want to do with their lives and they sort of like all run away and like go do all this stuff and that was that was like that was my first idea for the show and then you guys came in immediately super hot uh elliot and 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 charlie about how you wanted your two gay parents to be and they were just like these delightful people and I was like well I can't make them evil because that will ruin that whole thing so it just like it sort of pivoted pretty hard from there but I kind of just I try to take as many different things and inject them into the show some personal some of my dumb humor and just kind of mix that together I love it my inspiration comes from a number of places like those werewolf versus vampire movies because who doesn't want to be a werewolf? I also play a lot of World of Darkness where one of the things that you can do is be a werewolf, but it's not because you get bitten. You're just born a werewolf in that reality. But a lot of my inspiration for Caleb specifically actually comes from this Harry Potter phone game that Charlie was playing for a while huh. called Hogwarts A Mystery. Huh. And it's set in the past. And one of the characters is a teenage Lupin. So Lupin has to like navigate being a werewolf and there's people who help him out. And uh, I always thought that Lupin was a compelling character in the series already. And to think about the challenges that it would pose to someone to be a werewolf while at the same time going to Hogwarts was just very interesting. That's really cool. Freya is just me. <laughs> for for the most part. I, I have joked that Freya is me with different parent issues. <laughs> yeah. I, I I base a lot of her off my past experiences. And so like I I got the choice between Ravenclaw and Slytherin, and I chose Ravenclaw and she did the same thing. And I, I like to think of like her as if I had chose Slytherin, but I'm not a Slytherin. <laughs> kind of thing yeah but 90% of her is just me maybe with a little bit more confidence <laughs> 
All right, now the player with the most money in the whole game. Elliot, it's your turn to pick a category. Alrighty. Well, if I want to choose a winning strategy, then try Wizard Tourney for 50, please. The most intense question in the entire game. (laughs) What does it mean to be a Blibblethorpian? Well, I'm really glad I don't have to answer this question. I'm gonna (laughs) go with Jake. Yeah. Kevin, <laughs> Mike, mm-hmm. and Mitchell. That's right. Um, so starting with Jake, what does it mean to be a Blibblethorpian? Oh, man. What doesn't it mean to be a Blibblethorpian? That's the question <laughs> we should be asking. It, it means it means taking life by the horns. It means it means no regrets. I think it's possible Jake hasn't listened to the season. It means just going for gold <laughs> and, uh, and never turning back on... <laughs> on chances or or your friends or the IRA you probably should have opened back when you were oh. in your early 30s. And... Whoa, hot. Wait a minute. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what I say. It's my hot take. All righty, Kevin. <laughs> I, I don't know what this question means, y'all. I don't even know. <laughs> I mean... Kevin, you want to come back to me and so I can say more about it? Or... <laughs> yes, yeah, please. Yeah, no, you good. Go for it. Yeah, just tell me what you think it means to be a global Thorpean. Yeah, I feel like I covered it, but uh, you know, <laughs> camping in the woods. Need some more aphorisms? With no shirt on. <laughs> I think that's what it means. Mitchell, what does it mean to be a Blibble Thorpean? Yeah. All right, all right. Well, uh, and now we go to Mike. <laughs> that's what you love with your podcast is just mouth noises. <laughs> that was it? All right. That was it. It's- I got it. Got, in, got one. in one. You really stole my answer, actually, because <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I um I stand by the joke I made when we first started to meet Blibblethorpes. It was like, where did that name come from? Did someone just try to say the name of the school underwater and it just they were underwater, so it came out Blibblethorpe. But uh, I think that's evidenced by the 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 spelling on the slide here, where you have two B's. <laughs> I believe that that the slide says Blibblethropian. Yeah, it does. So. It says Blibblethropian. All right, are we accepting Kevin's answer? Yes, I, I think you should. All right, fine. Then Charlie, it's your turn. Jake still doesn't know what it is. Oh, Jake, do you want to tell us one more thing about being a Blibblethorpian? It means not accepting defeat, even when you didn't win even a single thing. And everyone says, get off the stage. You're ruining Christmas. It's not far off. All right, Charlie, you get you get to ask us all a question now. If you do it right, you can wrap up the game for yourself and be the second winner. Um, notable NPCs, 30. Which Hogwarts class do you wish that you spent more time in? I will ask that to everyone. And we're going to start it with me this time. The Hogwarts class that I wish we spent more time in is Ancient Runes. I'd love to see what we're learning. Kevin? Uh, Am I answering next? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I feel like this question is different aimed at me. than everybody else. (laughs) Because for you, the wish is, I wish Kevin would do this. And for me, it's, what do I wish would have happened? Because my answer is, I really wish one of you took muggle studies because I had a lot of good jokes for muggle studies. I never got to use any of them. Mike, which class do you wish we spent more time in? I feel like Transfiguration is a deep well of comedy, as we've proven within Legan, and we could definitely do more with that. And uh, I, I, I would totally find weird, weirder things to do with Transfiguration. So probably that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of what other classes there even are at Hogwarts. Wow, that's my, that's my easy answer. <laughs> 
Allie, what what uh, other classes even are there at Hogwarts? I mean, I mean divination. <laughs> like mm. that's my answer too. I feel like we'll see more of that next season, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake, which Hogwarts class do you wish that you spent more time in? So I can't believe no one said potions. Like oh, I man. loved your OG potions. You do class. so many potions. <laughs> potions classes. class. Yeah. <laughs> I never got sick of potions class. Um, you mean art class? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. No, I mean, but not, though. <laughs> I did really like all your arithmetic stuff. I thought that was a lot of fun. I did always wonder as a kid, like, why enchantments wasn't a class. It was never clear to me what the difference between, like, charms versus, like, other spells. And they always talked about enchantments. Uh, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that when J.K. Rowling was trying to come up with, like, what are the Hogwarts classes? She had a bunch of very specific ideas. And then she was like, oh, wait, but, like, there's a lot of other magic. I just throw it all in charms. That's what she <laughs> Charms is. Charms is just the other magic. Charms is yeah. the Hufflepuff of classes. Elliot, what class do you wish you had spent more time in? Uh, Muggle studies because Alan could really use a nap. <laughs> Maybe I'll take it next year because growing up in a half muggle household, mostly muggle household, um, I feel like I probably know a decent amount of muggle studies. Now that we have the internet, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. do I need that class? Is it just going to be easy A that I can <gasps> nap through? Oh man, what if we need to take muggle studies because the internet has poisoned wizard culture and now we need to do like an emergency learn about what they were doing (laughs) but i feel like even as generations go the younger generations always tend to be like more up with technology so i feel like the students of hogwarts are gonna pick up smartphones a lot faster than adults and so are we just going to be teaching the professor of Muggle Studies? Oh, God. I do love that idea, though, of the wizarding community having technology and it creating such a toxic atmosphere so quickly that they're like, wait, how did the Muggles deal with this? How did they prevent this toxic thing from happening? Oh, wait, no, they didn't. Oh, they don't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And before we circle back to Charlie, I also wanted to add that when I wrote this question, I was actually thinking, I wish we spent more time in Herbology and Kevin could do the Neville voice all the time. (laughs) But Charlie, which class do you wish that we spent more time in? I agree with Allie. uh, Divination class with Professor Duresto. I would like to just know more about what's going on in both of our brains. I feel like we would figure it out more if we spent more time doing fun activities in that class. All right, Kevin, you're in a position to make a bold move. Try Wizard Tournament for 10 canuts. What would be your character superlatives? Most likely to become Minister of Magic, most likely to end up in Azkaban, most likely to become a Quidditch star, etc. This question comes to us from Kay Rose. Thanks, Kay. That's my sister. Let's let's hear from Allie. Just Allie? I only need him to win. <laughs> Gosh, if I want to go really dark, like, most likely not to survive the school year. Uh, The Um, the kids wouldn't vote that for you, though. You're right. You're right. Come on. (laughs) Most likely to predict your own death. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And with that, we circle. Mike is already finished, which means we're back to you, Allie. And Allie, once again, you cannot win this round. I know. I can lose this round, though. Yes, you sure can. 
And then just Kevin and Mike would be winners. Oh, yeah. Do it. Do it. Okay. Musical Mayhem for 30. How did you decide to do a musical? Uh, I'm going to have Kevin and Jake answer. Kevin, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, I wanted to do a musical. (laughs) I wanted to do a musical for a really long time. I always thought it would be interesting to do a musical because we do musical stuff on the show already. I don't know of any other D&D podcast that is entirely improv that has done a musical before. I do know there's like one other show that does like music as part of their show, but I've never seen someone do like the structured musical episode as a trope. Uh, and I've always thought it could work. And I think it did. It did pretty well, but it was a lot of effort to do that. So were there any high school movies that are musicals that provided inspiration such as High School Musical or Pitch Perfect? I have a confession. I've, I've never seen either of those before. I've got hard news for you guys. Okay, High School Musical was just Eddie's Million Dollar Bake Off with music. It's the same plot. (laughs) I hate to shatter your world like this. (laughs) Let's see. How did I decide to do a musical? Kevin came to me and was like, hey, you want to do a musical? And I thought to myself, yeah, that sounds great. Because I hadn't really like properly touched music in a few years at the time. And I was already kind of really itching for a way to change that. And uh, it's hard when you don't have kind of external deadlines to force you to like sit down and work on something. Um, and you have like other things going on in your life. Uh, so yeah, just having someone like say, I want to do a musical. And then it's like with all my friends and i was like yeah this is great uh this would be an amazing thing to do and i'm really glad that we did it was such a crazy learning experience and i would do like most of what we did very differently but i'm so (laughs) glad we like stumbled our way through it i think that was like the greatest way to learn it was a ton of fun to hang out with everyone and do it so yeah it was good Well, Jake, it's your turn next. And if you pull the right moves, you could wrap it up here. Oh my goodness. Let's see. I'm going to do... Have we done Musical Mayhem for 20 Nuts? Which song is the most catchy? Oh man, I'm going to ask everyone this. Great choice. (laughs) All right, Jake. Wait a minute. I don't want to be the the Hinkle Puff. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a Pokemon. (laughs) No, I, I, I think I do. I think I will ask everyone one but kevin you go first i read about that yeah it's the the one that i hum the most even it's not my favorite song we made but it is the one that i think has the catchiest like line (laughs) all right charlotte you next i really liked freya's song me too all right elliot so i have listened to alan's song the most so that's the one that's like most cemented in my brain and so it feels catchy to me just because i know it the best and the ending i think is really perfect um how you did it jake would like this is who i want to be and it's got that like disney prince ending so (laughs) i'm glad you like that (laughs) yes i do that was actually like the first thing i wrote of the song classic you write the ending first yep All right, who uh Allie, you're next. I love Leo's song. Uh Comic Relief is so good. And I've had all of the songs stuck in my head at one point or another, but like I I absolutely love Comic Relief. It's so good. Thanks. All right, Mitchell, you're up. Is it vain to say my own song? No. It is the one that I sing the most all the time. <laughs> it's a good song. Who hasn't gone? Mike, I didn't ask you. I think I agree with Kevin that I read about that as the most catchy. I, I do constantly just kind of hum it to myself. It's got a good hook. 
I really, really like the hook on that one. Uh, but I think for me, the catchiest song was Leo's song, Comic Relief. Compositionally, that wasn't the song that I was like most proud of. Like there were some things I did in other songs where I was like, ah, oh, I really like how like that went instrumentally. But just in terms of like a song that I would like go and release somewhere else, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, Comic Relief really, this really <laughs> hit the nail on the head. It, it was really the genre that it was. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was right down the middle. <laughs> and that brings us to... Wait a minute. What's this? Just in. Jake, you've won the game. Yeah. Excellent Whoa. mathematical skills. It was touch and go there. <laughs> Elliot, it's now your turn. And you could be off the board. A big old winner. Yes. Can I have mystery history for 10, please? But not like that. <laughs> Which of the products that have been advertised would you most likely purchase? This comes to us from Maddie. I think that I'm going to ask Mike. Okay. Mike, can you remember all of the things that we've advertised in the first three seasons? <laughs> the one that comes to mind is just the gnome blower to solve all your denoming oh problems. <laughs> but that's just because I remember saying gnome blower a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Woo. sure. I mean, it's just a leaf blower, right? It's a leaf blower. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What else did we, what else products did we do, guys? It's been so long. The dark marker. The dark marker. Space square. Very mysterious dark marker. I I think, yeah, you know what? I think I would go with the dark marker because it's so unclear what would happen if I used it that I would just have to find out and then meet a horrible fate. <laughs> nice. All right. That brings us to Charlie. It's your turn. I'd like notable NPCs for 10. Who is your favorite NPC and why? So I'm choosing myself, mm -hmm. Allie, and Elliot. My favorite NPC is obviously Felicity Fransopolis, fifth of her name, Princess of Frankstein, bottom lover of butterflies, breaker of chains. <laughs> and that's why I dated her, because she was the best. She wears her uniforms and is so serious and rubs everyone else the wrong way. I love her. Allie. My favorite NPC is Hunter. I love Hunter. That's the correct answer. He's just a wholesome person and is adorable. He is what? if Hufflepuff was a person. I'm not a hugger, but I would give him a hug. Wow, that is saying something. And Elliot, your favorite NPC and why? Crime House? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what a choice. Hey, Crime House counts. I mean, yeah. I mean, sure, he had some lines. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and with that, four of the six of us are winners. That leaves two more potential winners, or it could all go wrong here. Allie, it's back to you. Did we do Mystery History for 20? Which guest on Mystery History Hour was your favorite? All right, I'm asking everybody. Oh my God. You know the consequences. I do, unfortunately. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jake, we'll start with you. Oh no. You guys need to remind me of some Mystery History Hour people. I haven't- Pick an animal and you'll probably be right. <laughs> That's about 50-50, yeah. There was a snake. snake. There was a bird. Did you guys have Skylar's owl on yet? No. That's a good idea. Skylar's owl. That would be a perfect guest. That is my favorite guest. I know you haven't done it yet, <laughs> but when you do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, favorite guest mark ruffalo wait was mark ruffalo mark actually ruffalo it is wait hold all on. right and charlie who's your favorite guest on the mystery history hour doesn't have to be the truth kevin <laughs> doesn't have to be right all right all right oh in that case Mar <laughs> <laughs> definitely hermione granger she was so cool Kevin, your favorite guest on Mystery History Hour. Mike Turley. Yeah. Oh, my God. We got to do <laughs> you mean that. mean Tyke Murley? No. 
Oh. No, I didn't mean Jake earlier. <laughs> Just me interviewed about my life. <laughs> we probably should do that. I think my favorite guest was probably Hagrid. And Mike, you're up next. I like the very first one I did. I don't even remember his name, but I did a very silly voice, and I, I talked about Dr. Professor Wizard history. Allie, your favorite mystery history. Squeaky Cheeks, the squirrel that was sent to the moon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Easy, easy. <laughs> and with that, unfortunately, you are far in the negatives at negative 67, yeah, making well. you the humperdink for life, also causing Elliot to lose the game. I also want to let you know that some, these are like the Mario Party stars of the game, is that Kevin asked himself the most points worth of questions. Nice. And the person asked the most questions was Jake. And the top three players that Kevin favors the most are Mike, Charlotte, and Elliot, who were asked the most questions by Kevin. Hmm. Nice. It's been wonderful having you all here, particularly you, Jake. Thank you guys for having me. And thank you guys for taking all of the time and energy to do this musical episode. I know it was a lot of work and a lot of hours from everyone involved. And I'm really happy with how it came out. I hope you guys are happy with how it came out. And I hope your listeners are happy with how it came out. It was so worth it. For sure. And with that, it's done. How do you end episodes? This thing's over. Finished. I don't know. I think maybe we just fade out. We're fading out right now. Oh, my voice is fading out. Wait, so there's no judgment? (laughs) What what are we doing with our judgment? Oh, man, what if we were all wrong about the prophecy the whole time? It's just the Hufflepuffs? (laughs) 